Okay, reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 38, Text 16. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Apyangrimule patitasya me vibhu shurasya dasyam nijahasta pankajam tatabhayam kala bhujangaram hasa prodvejitanam sharanayashinam ninam and when I have fallen at his feet, the Almighty Lord will place his lotus hand upon my head. For those who seek shelter in him because they are greatly disturbed by the powerful serpent of time, that hand removes all fear. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmalatam Yena Tazmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pabanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Si Advaita Gadadhar Srivas Adigor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare, 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 Rama, Hare, Rama, 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 Hare, Hare. <clears throat> so greetings from Hudson, New York, the Jagannath Healing Center. It's just a nice two-family house we have the top floor and it's 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 like being in a temple it's nice so we're studying this very important story of akrura and what it really teaches us that everything in life is dependent upon our aspirations and good aspirations for the right thing, which you really can have trust in, is called Shraddha. Because you don't move an inch without faith. And the greatest tragedy is to have the wrong faith. I've described this many times because when you get something, 
there's two things that'll happen. Either you'll be frustrated because you don't have it. And when you get it, it won't be what you thought it is. And that's the history of the world. Why there's so much anxiety and depression even among the elites. Because even when they get something, they're not satisfied. So this faith, this trust, this aspiration, even the practice of sadhana bhakti, it's based on a, a faith, a trust. See, and the thing with bhakti that's nice is the results come before the results. Because bhakti sanjayate bhakti, the same thing that you're aspiring for is the same thing you need to get it. So in us, our goal is a gradually unfolding of something, a Tao Shraddha. Rupa Goswami says the first thing that begins in bhakti is a Tao Shraddha. It begins with faith. And as it grows, so you're already experiencing the result that's what gives you faith. Prabhupada said, faith means untrusting, what is it? Unflinching faith in something sublime. So, adau shraddha tatasadu sangha. What is a, a shraddha? Brahmanda brahmate konya bhagavan jiv guru krishna pasadi bhai bhakti lata bij. We get the seed of devotion, bhakti lata bij. And what is that? It's the conviction in the goal. Shraddha is the seed of prema. Why do you have why do you why do you have conviction? Prema Pumarta Mahan, that the greatest greatest artha, Prema Pumarta Mahan, Mahan Artha, the greatest artha is Prema. Well, how do you get that trust? Well, there's two ways. You have, uh, you have some type of introductory experience to it that makes you trust it. And the heart remains open to that experience by a philosophy that supports the experience, that gives it some reasonability. And that reasonability is, is, is the Shastra, the knowledge, the understanding, which gives you some frame of reference in relationship to the meaning of life and how things fit in towards that objective. So it's a Tao Shraddha, so that's faith. Faith in what? Well, it's a good thing. Faith begins with appreciation. Bhakti is a good thing. And, you know, in spreading Krishna consciousness, the first thing you have to do is appreciation. And I mean, that, that whole discussion we had about Krishna West is how to present things, right? What's the right balance of presentation? That, what's the right balance of presentation we have so that what we have, which is such a treasure, people will aspire for and not turn off at the beginning. I think a lot of, quote, preaching is just removing the obstacles that prevent people from appreciating it. 
Prabhupada said we advance by appreciation. And that's what the tragedy is in the modern age, that faith is destroyed in tradition and in, 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 in people, in, in whole postmodern philosophy is, is a destruction of faith, a knowledge, not whole, but basically. So Adal Shraddha, I, I, I appreciate it. But then what happens? What's your next level of faith? Adal Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha. Well, it's so good that I'll be with these people. Right? Leela, you, you heard the kirtan. Oh, it sounds nice. This is okay. Right? Then, then, then it increases. Well, this is so good that I like to be with the people that do it. Adao Shraddha Sadhu Sangha. Bhajana Kriya. Well, it's so good that I want to adopt the practices to actually help me mature it. Adao Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha Bhajana Kriya to Anartanavritti, now the difficult part, lasts a long time. It's so good that I want to give up those things that have no value to it. Then when you move through that stage, and there's overlapping, then um, Nishna, it's so good that I, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna do this all the time. Of course, it doesn't mean renunciation but it means aligning with the truth. I just want to live by this truth and, and guides me, whether I'm in material activity, spiritual activity, how, you know, it, 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 there's a truth. Nishta, fixed. And then when, when you're fixed and from Nishta comes Ruchi and, and and the revelation I had had about that is when I was in the Himalayas, and uh, it, well, Rishikesh, and the water is coming out of the mountain before it comes down to the plains, and when it comes down to the plains, it mixes. So Krishna says, "Rasaham uh, I am the taste of water. What is the taste of water? The taste of water is water when it's just water." As soon as it gets mixed, it loses its taste. So the Himalayas, oh yes, this is what Krishna said in Bhagavad Gita, I'm the taste of water. The taste of water is when it's just water and the taste of bhakti is when it's just bhakti. Then you get taste. And then when you have that ruchi, you have that taste, then the taste grows to the extent that it's not just that you pull your mind back because, oh, this is so good, but the mind can't leave it. And that's called ashakti. Anyway, this is bhakti. And then that, that consuming desire voice in the heart, that singular voice in the heart that really wants to serve Krishna. Why? because of the experience of doing so. But it has to start with a goal. And 
when you have that right goal, then you move to the right place. That's the most important thing. I think Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he was describing, this is in this book, Bhakti Labya, Grihastas. And in those days, there wasn't much difference between a devotee Grihasta and another. They're all in Van Ashram. They're all kind of following the same principle. It's not such a, a, a difference that a devotee, someone comes to Krishna consciousness, Grihasta, and their principles in their life are so different from the people outside. It was the same. But he, he made the point, what is the chief difference? The difference is their aspiration. And this, this is our treasure, this aspiration, this desire. And, and we, 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 we have to get it. And it comes by, by hearing and applying. I always, I tell, I tell that story where uh, I told this before, Dr. Fakir Mohan came to my Puri retreat. Some of you may have heard this story. So I asked him to speak and he's always reluctant. Okay, he'll speak. So he speaks the first day. I remember that the Puri Yatra is interesting because we had it in different places. It was always a problem until we found the uh, Ishopanti Catholic Retreat Center, which is it's practically built, yeah, you're going like that, practically built for our Puriyatra. It's such an ideal place. What an atmosphere. The perfect. If I, if I had to build a place for my Puriyatra, that's what I would have built. And one day we discovered it and we were just mind blown because we we're always going to different hotels and then it's mixed. And so this was at the swimming hotel. This was like the high end Puriyatra. This was like, you know, the rooms were like, right by the beach and, we, and the class was by the swimming pool in the back and we're having the class. And I whispered to Dr. Fakir Mohan, I say, you know, that the students from the Bhaktivedanta Sanskrit school in Govardhan, they've, they've actually come to my retreat. They used to come every year. So he begins his lecture and he says, who is Shastra Gya? Who knows Shastra? who knows Shastra, and uh, you've seen me do this before, and his answer was so dramatic. He said, he who practices. <laughs> so when you have truth and you practice it, it becomes a realization. It confirms your aspiration and it confirms your faith in the source of aspiration, which is the Shastra which is Krishna describing reality and how to apply that reality. So you hear it, you think about it, and then you apply it. And then when you apply it, then you begin to see it. And then your faith becomes strong. Shastriya Shraddha, your faith in the Shastra. That this describes the aspiration, this describes the goal. We, and, I, and, and saying that, my realization is, and we can't forget it, you know, Prabhupada said we should read Krishna book every day. He tells one of my god brothers, you read, we say you read Krishna book, you'll be happy. Because there has to be priyojana tattva. Priyojana tattva means the goal. You have, to, you have to know the goal. You have to become attracted to the goal. 
because that aspiration will carry you to perfection. So here's, this is the story of one's aspirations and how he got the aspiration, we discussed that, but now they're carrying him. That's what's moving one. Otherwise you wind up in Vrindavan, you really won't be in Vrindavan. Oh, you will be in Vrindavan anyway. But to really enter into Vrindavan, what does is, what is, what is Naratam Das Thakur say? When you're peaceful and you're free from desire for selfish sense gratification, then you'll see Vrindavan. And we know Amala Vaishnav, I have a little upstate audience. We know Amala Vaishnav. When you go to those places under guidance in the right way, how peaceful we become. And how it gives us this lens to actually see the spiritual world. I always challenge the people. They they would come on Parikram with me. And a lot of groups would come to me first. And I give the introductory talk. And I have a particular way of thinking. But once one thing I say to them, the spiritual world is here. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean something's not existing. And then generally, I don't have them on now. I take off my hearing aids. And I say, I couldn't hear the birds before this. Then when I put these on in my room, I felt like I was in a Steven Spielberg movie because I, I, I don't even think I've ever seen one, but I heard. And, and out, outside my window with the, the birds, because I live near this ashram where they feed the birds. I never heard them before. So because I didn't hear him, it didn't mean it, it didn't exist. It means I didn't have the apparatus to perceive it. And it's the same thing with Vrindavan, I tell people. If you have the right apparatus, then you can see Vrindavan. There's something here that exists that you cannot perceive. But I tell them, by the end of your trip, you will see it. And I practically have a 100% success rate. After people leave, they become convinced this is the most beautiful place in the world. But they weren't seeing it initially with their eyes. Because there's the mantra. Naratam Das Thakur says, Vishyachriya Kabe Shude Habe Man. Like a camera, there's two things. You want to take a picture. You have to have focus and you have to have perspective. Perspective is seeing it through the eyes of the guides and the devotees who are there. And the, the focus is the clear mind that comes from practicing devotional service in these places. But that aspiration, that desire, it moves. And that's why this story is called Manorita, the chariot of the mind. So now what's happening now is his aspirations are increasing. And this is also the way bhakti works. Bhakti, when, when, when bhakti advances, it's called lobha, it's called greed. You want it. Bhakti sanjayate bhakti. And your faith increases in Krishna and Krishna's mercy. So although though your faith doesn't increase in your own qualification, it increases in understanding Krishna and Krishna's mercy. And then you think, well, I, I can achieve this. 
And then your desire increases what I want. Because initially he's thinking, okay, I will see Krishna. Then he's thinking, okay, I not only see Krishna, I will pay obeisances. I have one hand on my right hand on, my, on his left foot, and my left hand on his right foot. And I, I'll be holding his feet. And not only that, I will also offer respects to all the residents of Vrindavan. But now his aspirations increasing. Because now what will happen is he'll caress me. Not just I'll pay a base on his feet, he'll caress me. And, you know, everyone wants a hug from a loved one within the appropriate, I'm a sannyasi, within the appropriate scope. But everyone wants that, that, that feeling of affection. So what to speak of from God, that reciprocation. And that's, that's one of the desires. That's a symptom of prema bhakti. You want to be with God, but not just be with God, you want relationship with God. Also it's sadhus. We don't want just someone who's more advanced and like-minded, but we want sneha, we want affection. And, 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 and so he's, he's saying, okay, now not only I, I will see God, but he will reciprocate with me and his mind. This is his desire. It carries you. I remember when Iandra once came in my room, I tell this story and it's, you know, we're trained by Prabhupada to be very, very cautious about not taking things cheaply. There's this story with Bhakti Siddhanta that Sridhar Maharaj, Prabhupada's godbrother told that two devotees were, were two brahmacharis raised their hand. They said, we're chanting for 10 years. We don't feel anything. And he, he said, good, and walked out. Then mm -hmm. Sridhar Maharaj said, what, what did he say good for? And then he understood that he just wanted people to be humble because he knew the negative will attract the positive. <laughs> Not that, you know, you know, I, 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 you know, I come to Vrindavan and within one year it's Radhe, Radhe. I've seen Krishna. So Andrew came into my room and was crying. He wanted to understand his eternal relationship with Krishna. He wanted to understand who he is. And I made the humorous mistake, which wasn't humorous at the time. I said, well, maybe, you know, Andrew, you know, don't you think this may be Sahajya? I remember he gave class the next day. And the whole class, he was just staring at me. I'm <laughs> looking at me, the whole class, the whole class looking at me, talking about small-minded people. <laughs> <laughs> but his aspiration, and what did he do because he had that aspiration? You know, he, he would follow Kartik Vrata, 
after every car take, they probably had to take him to the hospital from the arduous austerities. He wanted, he wanted, I want. That's what bhakti means, I want. I want. That's why Prabhupada told us we should chant like a child crying for his mother. Because it's that voice in the heart that Krishna hears. That voice in the heart is what gives Krishna pleasure. Because that's the expression of his energy. That's the expression of his love. It's, it's this bhakti lata bij, this creeper of devotional service, that seed that's planted and pulling out the weeds, especially avoiding sadhuninda, criticism of Vaishnavas, and pulling out those weeds and seeing that it grows, the creeper of devotional service. It just reminds me, I remember when I was in college and the Hare Krishna devotees came to the university and they were so bold. They sat right in the middle of the student union with a big picture of Krishna and such dynamic devotees, even the kirtan, I remember the tune they were singing. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare, Hare. And then there was like this thing, Hare, there's like these beautiful singers and then dramatic Babananda was talking about the Bhakti Lata Bij, the seed of devotion and his hand very dramatically moved. Talking about, but anyway, it was from Prabhupada, from the process of chanting and hearing we water that seed of devotion. And, and it, 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 you know, it grows to the spiritual world and, and, and offers a flower at the lotus feet of Krishna. We have to follow the process. We've been in this material world since time immemorial. We have to be utsyan nishtyat darya. We have to be patient. And Prabhupada gives the example, if a lady wants a child, she has to wait at least nine months. <laughs> but with that faith, with that trust that comes by following the process and regularly hearing from those whom we have faith in, by regularly hearing by those who we have faith in, then we get that trust, we get that conviction. And what's the result? As the obstacles come along the path, we say, small price to pay for what I am getting. And that's how Prabhupada spread the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world. He injected that conviction. And it was not easy. As I said, someone told me, yeah, chant and be happy, but they didn't tell us the distance between them. There's difficulties, there's struggles. But you look at the struggles for what I am getting. And as C.S. Lewis says, uh, in this thing about faith, it's a very brilliant thing that he said. He said, people don't, generally don't live spiritual life by intellectual convictions. Because the faith is not just an intellectual conviction. The intellectual conviction supports the faith. But the faith is that remembrance of that experience. And he said, what happens is if it's not renewed regularly, it will recede. 
then you'll look for the intellectual thing that's wrong. Then you'll point to the, you know, we never went to the moon or, or something. I, I, one person, that was a big issue for him. And like, it's just, you know, it is. So here's a person who waited 12 years with the most arduous sacrifice serving Krishna's father by protecting him from Kamsa by being the minister. He could influence Kamsa not to really. And now the aspirations are increasing. And now he's thinking, when I have fallen on his feet, he'll place his hand on my head. He will give me blessings. And then for those who seek shelter in him because they are greatly disturbed by the powerful serpent of time, that hand removes fear. That faith removes fear. And fear is uncertainty. Interesting, the serpent of time. We're afraid of time. Why are we afraid of time? With the rising and the setting of the sun, the life of every man decreases, except that person who is fixed in his spiritual path and is aligning up his activities with his soul. So he becomes convinced that the activities he's doing, we discussed this this morning, the activities he's doing it and the person who's doing it continues. If you're engaged in prayer, the person who's praying is the devotee of God. And both the activity of prayer and that person will not die with the body because we're a soul. But I mentioned this morning, but if you do material, if, if, if it's just material activities without connection to God, it's connected to a false identity. And therefore the activities you're doing, I'm a fan of this and this, and the person who has that aspiration, it will go. And therefore at the, at the time of death, one will be looking back, I am losing this, I am losing this, I am losing this, I am losing this, I am losing this. Well, the spiritual person is, nothing I'm doing is lost, it's going to continue. <laughs> the chanting of God's names, the service of his devotees, my deep prayers, and the identity which is real, which is Chivera Sarupahoy Krishnera Nisyadas, who is the servant of Krishna, that will also continue. Serpent of time, the time, the life, the rising and setting in the sun, takes away the life of every man, except that man who's spiritually. And interesting, time here is described, it's the serpent of time. And the Sanskrit word for serpent is very interesting. It's bujanga, which is two words, buja, arms, anga, whose limbs are arms, because the snake doesn't have legs. How does it move? It has little arms at the front. <laughs> So it's Bhujanga. The snake is called Bhujanga, whose, whose limbs are only hands. 
And then it, it, it I don't even like to talk about snakes, but it, 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 the, it crosses, it follows at the end. And then, then it, it crushes one. And here it's thinking about the python, which can swallow one whole. So that's the conception of time. Everything we have will be swallowed by time. And we're fearful. It's just like when you're traveling and you're going to a place and you're not sure where you're going to stay. You're not sure who's gonna pick you up. You know, some people can't come to India and they're at the airport and I arranged to pick them up. In, in 44 years of doing this, I only missed once. <laughs> I only missed once. And it wasn't me, the driver came late and, and somehow it never happened before. But I'm going to a new country, I'm getting, who's picking me up? Where am I gonna stay? What is it gonna be like? That's our fear if you're on the material platform. But the devotee, Neha Bikamanasho Sti, Pratyavayo Navidyate, Swalpam Apyasyatrayate, Trayate Matoga. He's saved from the greatest type of fear. And what's that fear? That life is the end of existence. So the, the hand, the connection with God. removes that fear. And the deeper that connection with God is, and that is one of what's called the kleshas. Klesha means trouble. It means the, 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 there's five foundations of material conceptions, material desires, material life. That's attachment. First there is um, ego, then there's ignorance, then there's attachment, then there's aversion, and then there's fear of death that moves us in the bodily concern. And why fear of death? Because that experience of someone without spiritual knowledge of leaving the body is so traumatic without spiritual knowledge, it's so true. I was thinking today, I mean, Prabhupada was in his room and his young disciples were there and he said, don't think this won't happen to you. Don't think this won't happen to you. But we don't think that way, but now we're thinking that way because those people that were there, it has happened to them. And, and everyone is facing that, that moment. We are going to face that moment where we're gonna lose everything in terms of our bodily conceptions and our bodily attachments. Except that person who's developed a spiritual identity and therefore the social system in India is very practical. You know, you, you get trained when you're a student those who are attached, which is 99% of the population, they work through their attachments by satisfying them in a regulated way and they get married. And then in the proper culture, which is not today, we think we're making material advancement, but 
the economic system is, is you have to work until you die. Except if you work for the state of New York <laughs> and then you get your pension. <laughs> you have to work till you die. But it was like, no, then, then, then there's Vana Prost. There's a kind of the husband and the wife were together in these days and they had their Vana Prost. They, they start going on pilgrimage. It's very common on India then. The husband and wife will go to all the holy places and they'll go on pilgrimages and cultivating. And then the last stage is sannyas. And what sannyas means is you die while living. <laughs> Don't wait till the end. <laughs> one, one practice is giving up all it. So, so it says you want to be free from that, the connection with God. It, and, and, and Akrur is just thinking, I'm going to have that hand that removes all fear is going to be on my head. I, I, he's just beyond himself. So now he's meditating on that hand and he said, and when I have fallen at his feet, the almighty Lord will place his lotus hand. Oh no, I read that one. Now he's getting on, he's meditating. Well, this is like significant. This is not an ordinary hand. <laughs> he said, by offering charity to that lotus hand, Puranda and Bali earn the status of Indra, king of heaven. And during the pleasure pastimes of the Rasa dance, when the Lord wiped away the gopis perspiration and removed their fatigue, the touch of their faces made that hand as fragrant as a sweet flower, Sugandana. So he say that hand, Bali Maharaj, you know, you go give a bank and the bank may say, okay, you put money in, then we'll give you more, something like that. He says, the highest material pleasure is called Indra. Indra is the king of heaven the kind of heavenly sphere. So he's thinking, Bali Maharaj, he just thought in his head, oh, I should offer something. And you know, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, he wants love, not objects. He wants objects when they are a manifestation of love. He wants the bhakti. So he says, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Yome Bhakta. If one offers me with a flower, a fruit, a water, a leaf, I will accept it. So some commentator was saying that someone said, well, told Krishna, well, I can't find any fruits. He said, well, then just offer me a flower. He says, Krishna, they're too expensive and I can't afford them. He said, well, what about any leaves? Well, it's, it's the winter, there's no leaves. Krishna said, just offer water. <laughs> but how do you offer water? You're holding the cup in your hands. That's the, 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 the culture in India, you come, someone offers you water. That's bhakti, bhakti is the love comes first and then the action. 
karma yoga, the action comes first and then the love. So Krishna says, well, if you can't have that love, then yet karoshi, rasnasi, whatever you do, give it to me. Whatever you're already doing, because you're attached to it, then give me the results. We discussed this process of karma yoga, how it works. You give the results to God. This is the whole concept of charity and different types of con you give the results to God. And then what happens? What is the material illusion? What is the material illusion? The material illusion is that things are separate from God. Everything is God's energy. We describe, I think, in a previous class, the psychology behind that. The psychology behind that is we're here with false ego. We so much want superiority. And therefore, we'll fight if someone tells us we're wrong. If anyone wants to diminish our status, diminish our control, there's fight. We can see the age of quarrel, how pronounced that is. So we want that superiority. If you have self-realization, there is no superiority. You use self-realization, you will see everything is God's energy. But a materialistic person, it, 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 if God's going to fill our desire to have that sense of control, he has to make his energy look like it's not his. That is called Maya. We're in Maya, we're illusion. We're seeing things in relationship to ourselves and want to possess them in relationship to ourselves. To have that sense of superiority. So by when you give the results to Krishna, then you begin to see it as Krishna. So you begin to purify the, 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 the energy. But how do you do it? You do it with the things that you're attached to and you can't give up. So you give the results to Krishna. But this is out of love. He was just thinking, he's so beautiful. I want to just give him some in his mind. Maybe I can offer him some water. And, and, and Krishna accepted it. And because he accepted it, he got the post of Indra, the highest post. But now he's meditating on that hand. It's not just that hand which accepts things. It's that hand which not just accepts gifts, it's that hand that serves others. And that hand, that's the hand that wiped the perspiration from the gopis' faces. And we described this morning a little bit about that, even the Rasa Leela, Krishna is dancing. And then they're playing water sports and then they're running in the forest and, and it's so much fatigue. And then Krishna, rather than use his cloth, he uses his hand. And then that hand becomes fragrant. Because one of Sri Radha's qualities she, is she's fragrant. And how fragrant is Sri Radha? And why not? Our concept of Radha is that Krishna has an energy to be happy, Ladish Shakti, pleasure potency. 
what is that pleasure? It's love, which is Krishna Prem. When Krishna Prem is heightened to the highest degree, when it's heightened to the highest degree, it's called Mahabhav. And Radharani is Mahabhav Sarup. She's the form of the, of the most intense love. And love means you want to offer the best. So she is the best of everything, including her fragrance. But what is her fragrance? Her fragrance is for your pleasure. That may be a relationship. Previous may be a relationship. The wife was so chaste to the husband and the husband comes home and she dresses nicely for his pleasure. We may, that may not fit into the modern context, but take away the context and, and understand the example. You can dress to, for the pleasure of someone. And we describe even the jewels on Radharani's head. It's the same composition. It's I love you intensely. This is for your pleasure. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's the vehicle which I express loves. That's why I say, if you want to understand bhakti, you have to understand food and flowers. Fruit, food carries, one, it, 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 it externalizes one's love so that if someone cooks you for love, when you take it, you don't only have a sensual experience, you, 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 you have an emotional one. You experience the person's love. So one of Radharani's qualities to do that is fragrant. And how fragrant is she? Sri Radha is, is, is hiding from Krishna, Stella Kamala, in a forest of land lotuses. I suppose a land lotus may be something like, um, what is that? A magnolia. Very fragrant flower. Magnolia was so fragrant. In the south, I, I went to this Krishna place where they had an antebellum home, the old aristocratic homes. They were fixing it up. And they took me for a tour. They took me for a tour of some of these homes that they have. So there was, there, there was this old black man, old African-American. He was given the tour. And he showed, this is the dining hall, he said. He had a Southern accent. And he said, this is a fan. And he actually, it was, it was actually an Indian fan. Because this is in India, how they used to have fans. It was a rope and a pulley. And it would swing something. They still do this in uh, this place, the Tiastan, which doesn't have electricity. They have a rope. And it pulls the thing. And he said, he said that the fan is called a punka. And the person who does it is called a walla. He's a punka walla. And, and then he had a magnolia on the table. And as he swung it, it became so fragrant. So Radharani was in a forest of magnolias. And Krishna was looking for Radha. And... A hundred yards away, hundred, and he was smelling Radha. She's so fragrant. So when Krishna, so so Akrura is, is just thinking, 
that hand, his aspirations are increasing. These should be our aspirations from hearing this. We should want this. By hearing this, we should want this. This is how bhakti works. We hear about the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. We hear about the pastimes and we say, I want this. I want this type of love for this person that's being described. So he's thinking that hand, which is just so Krishna's hand, he was wiping the fragrance, the, the perspiration with his hand, and that was so fragrant. It's Sugandika. And that's this lotus flower that grows in this place in Vrindavan called Manasi Ganga, which is considered the most fragrant of all flowers. And it said Krishna's lotus-like hand, but it says in the commentaries, no, not lotus-like hand. Krishna's hand is a thousand times more fragrant than a lotus. It's a thousand times more beautiful than a lotus. It's God's hand. And it's not only a thousand times more beautiful and a thousand times more fragrant. And then, then, then that lotus, but the, but the lotus is the best thing we can use to describe it. So that hand, that hand was, it's gonna be put on my head to remove fatigue. You know, in Vrindavan, one way they remove fatigue is with flowers, flower garlands. But you can't wear a shirt. You put on the flower garland. It's very cooling. It's very refreshing. So he says like that, it's going to remove my fatigue. I am going to get that hand. So this was his greed. And then he begins to think not only of that hand, but the qualities of Krishna, because he is the servant of the person who wants to kill Kamsa. And then he has this slight doubt. Well, maybe they won't accept me. And this is such an important point, but he said, no, they will. Because Krishna just doesn't see the externals, he sees the heart. And this is such an important point Lila, we discussed this about offering food. It's such an important point that Krishna actually, he saw Kamsa's heart, not just the external. And it's not just the paraphernalia, but we can't think we don't offer the paraphernalia. That's our expression of love. We can't be lazy, but it's a vehicle for that love. So anyway, it goes on and on. The second class is a little bit more challenging for me because, you know, I already gave the first one and then like that. Okay, anybody like to share some, I will see so my audience can see here. Someone like to share some reflections? Jamuna Jaya, you start off, please. Hi, Balvaraj, thank you. It was a wonderful class. I'm so glad we're doing this pastime and um, and you're you're talking about seeing Vrindavan and it was taking you back to now it's like eight years ago, the first time I went with you. And I remember you saying that about you had to be like a master photographer to focus, to show us where to look. 
and you did, and it 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 works so well. So as you were talking, I just was remembering my my very first time. It was just so so amazing. So thank you. And um, I really love the statement um, that the intellectual conviction supports the faith. And if faith is not renewed, it will recede. Um, and I just really love that. It, it reminds me of the way that the Bhagavad Gita is structured, you know, with again, holding up the middle part so that there's always that intellectual convi conviction. And like Prabhupada said, was, he says that without without the intellectual uh, faith can be fanaticism. Um, and so it just, it was such a great point. So thank you. Jamuna yeah. one thing is, Leela asked me what was my favorite kirtana. Some we haven't, we had a little, uh, actually Bobby was here, Bobby Marchand. And I... so one of the kirtans I remember was in the Gambira where you and Jai Jagannath were dancing. <laughs> That, that was amazing. That's been amazing, yes. Anybody else like to share? Say say hello, share something. Hello, Maharaj Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Hey, Eva. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Great. You remember something that you liked in the yeah. class? Okay. Maybe I will talk more next time. <laughs> it's nice, nice to see you that you're on. Just come on. I, I, very good. Please come on, Eva. Good. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Missy, Hari Bo. Hari Bo. I, I loved both classes. And I don't know. I, I was watching a lot of things on death this week. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, that's my focus. Um, but I, I loved when you said that at the time of death, a spiritual person will say that everything will continue, that they haven't lost anything. And that the, the person who's, you know, the materialist, then their activities are, are those false activities. And they'll believe at the time of death that I'm losing this and that. So that's it, a real sobering thought, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And needed after I watched all of these very frightening documentaries, which I really shouldn't have. So. Okay, we, we get some hope. The whole idea of Bhagavatam, it saves us from the, if you want to be fearless at the time of death, chant here, remember Krishna. I'm trying to take that as seriously as possible now. Yes. Because when you get older, it, it seems to become more reality, but it actually shouldn't. It, when, when Marge Prickett asked that question, you know, what is the duty of a man about to die? What should he not do? Sukadeva Goswami answered, that this is the most glorious question. Everyone should be asking this question because who is the man who's about to die? You know, yeah. who can say, right? Yeah. It's relevant for everyone. Okay, thank you, Missy. Anybody Thanks, else Ma. like to say hello? Share something? Hey Maharaj, how are you? Hare Krishna. Catalina, very good. Hare Krishna. Good. I liked uh, I liked uh, well several pieces, but uh, the part on the uh, that uh, self-realization is to know that every, all the energy is from God. So it's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Pray one day I may visit. Kali again. 
Yes, hopefully, hopefully soon. Okay, good. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Okay, Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. Tota, I'll see you next Sunday, okay? Yes. Hare same, same meeting place. Okay. That's set now. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Advaita. Advaita, Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Okay, should be in your neck of the woods within a week. <laughs> Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks yes. for the class. Thank you, Maharaj. Great, great. Thank you very much. It was okay. wonderful. I have a list of everyone on the slide that's that at the class. So thank you all for coming. I'm going to go now. Okay, Haribo. Lord Sipapa, don't you go, please. Thank you.